0: a little news for you it's the news update on make it rain
1: good morning joe good morning dane i'm alex fasano with your make it rain news update well guys we made it regular season has ended but 12 teams remain the playoff picture is set and what better way to end the nfl 100th regular season by coming to the last play of the game on sunday night football let's start there Let's start there, guys. San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. San Francisco's up 26-21. to 21. Russell Wilson, fourth and goal from the five. It's Jacob Hollister, but it doesn't cross the plane. Time expires. San Francisco wins the NFC West. They win the number one seed, and the road to the Super Bowl in the NFC will go through San Francisco for the first time. Since 1997, almost stumbled there. 1997, Jimmy Gucci Garoppolo led the way, 285 yards, 18 of 22 passing. Raheem Mostert had 57 yards and two touchdowns on 10 carries. Debo Samuel, what can I say? He's a stud, five catches, 102 yards. On the other side of the ball, for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson finished with 233 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Homer had 62 yards on 10 carries. And DK Metcalf, six catches for 81 yards and a score. Seattle now sits as the fifth seed in the NFC. And our next game we'll talk about... Matters to Seattle because while well, the Philadelphia Eagles took down the Giants 34-17, Carson Wentz, 289 yards, one touchdown. But Boston, Scott, man, what a day. 19 rushes for 54 yards, but three touchdowns on the ground And then he caught four passes for 84 yards. Unbelievable performance for the Eagles. On the other side, Daniel Jones finished with 300 yards, uh, but one touchdown and one interception. Saquon Barkley looking like he'll be ready for next year. 92 yards on 17 rushes and a score. And Golden Tate had five catches for 68 yards and a score. But I mention this game because Seattle now, as the five seed, has to go into Philly for the wild card game. Pretty interesting. I mean, Seattle, what can you say? An 11-5 team, they got to go to Philadelphia. And uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Carson Wentz taking on Russell Wilson here on Saturday. Or I believe it's Sunday, actually. Um, but let's keep going into some recaps. I'm only going to mention these briefly. The New England Patriots fell mm-hmm. at home to the Miami Dolphins. What? They got to play in the wild card round for the first time since 2009. I don't know about you guys. I'm so excited to see Tom Brady and company finally play on opening weekend of the playoffs because Kansas City took down the Chargers 31 to 21. Pat Mahomes and company jumped into the second seed of the AFC playoffs and well, they get a bye. So congratulations to Patrick Mahomes who finished with only 174 yards and a score. But it was Damian Williams in that matchup who dominated on 124 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, 30 yards through the air on four catches as well. Also, I don't know if you guys saw the post game of this game. Phillip Rivers, uh, he finished with 281 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, but he poured his heart out uh, in the presser. Very, very upset about well, how, how his team fared, but hey, that's the, that's the nature of the game. And Philip Rivers, nice to see you still carrying and showing some heart out there. Uh, for he may be on the months. merry-go-round
0: himself. Maybe
1: on the merry-go-round. I got like ten right.
0: quarterbacks that may be in different, uh, different laundry. I think next you're year. completely right.
1: I mean, the whole league's going to be flipped next year. It's gonna There's be a
0: lot of options for people. This merry-go-round is going to be not only for head coaches, like we were talking about, but quarterbacks. It is going to be very interesting, different flavors for different franchises, depending on where you are in the cycle and what you want to do. Absolutely.
1: A lot of, um, a majority of these quarterbacks too, it's a question of, will they be willing to take a backup role or yeah. they're going to be a starter somewhere? And I think, I don't know how many are going to be willing to be backups, man. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. It's really, we should go at one
0: point we'll go like name by name uh, and we'll try to project some of this, but yeah, it's going to be a interesting marketplace for the quarterback position.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. But you know what else is an interesting marketplace? Head coaches in the NFL. And mm-hmm. let's start with, well, the lowly Cleveland Browns. Even after a dispiriting loss to the lowly Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens acted like he would have a job to come back to today. Well, he didn't. Shortly after the team landed in Cincinnati, owner Jimmy Haslam and general manager John Dorsey sat down with Kitchens and relieved him of his duties. His first season as coach, a 6-10 and finish. And uh, I don't know about you guys. At least he know. got
0: to ride the plane home, though.
1: Yeah, but I, if I'm Freddie, I don't know if I'm going to find another spot. You really think as somebody, a head coach?
0: No. He may be able to be a uh, positional coach or a coordinator kind of again. But, yeah, he had his chance, um, and it uh, became a dumpster fire.
1: It was a straight dumpster fire in Cleveland, about especially after all the hype that they were getting. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis, Landry, well, you know, that's, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. But we'll see. Maybe Freddie Kitchens finds a new home uh, with some coaching staff. In another city, speaking of another coaching staff in another city, the Redskins are set to hire coach Ron Rivera. After firing uh, General Manager Bruce Allen, excuse me, President Bruce Allen, uh, Rivera becomes the seventh head coach hired by owner Dan Snyder. He's 58 years old and he already may uh, satisfy the Rooney rule with his hire. Uh, He was fired from Carolina on December 9th after a 5-7 record. But you know what? There's a lot of promise here. We all knew Rivera was going to be the first coach off the board. I sense a lot of uh, high expectations in Washington this upcoming season. But the coaching carousel still goes around. We'll see what happens as the offseason and continues, but it's playoff time in the NFL. We're going to send it back to Dane and Joe, helping you win some cash this Monday morning.
2: The Sports Grid Network. Let it ride! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
0: Make it rain.
2: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So I wasn't sure if uh, if I missed it there, but was there any discussion on how the backups of uh, Baltimore ended up beating the starters of the Steelers in that uh, Fasano uh, update? Was Was there a—I'm just curious. I, I, I might have missed. I know there was, you know, there was Fitzpatrick, and there was— no. I it's guess technically it's the backups for the Steelers, though, too. Duck Hodges and Benny Snell. <laughs>
0: we're well, not yeah. at the top of the depth card in Pittsburgh necessarily uh, either. But yeah, absolutely.
2: but uh, yeah, well, they were kind of forced into action. They, uh, The Baltimore actually chose to go with backups that were better than most of the starters on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's uh, no reason why uh they uh they should not have won that game and they won it actually rather easily there and also uh condolences uh to those of you that in the final uh, minute 50 of that game had to watch nine points be put on there uh because of duck hodge's uh, fumbling the ball i'm sorry a punt blocked in the end zone which was recovered for a touchdown and then duck hodge's uh, forgetting that you actually you just can't throw the ball into the ground while you're in the end zone, um, they usually frown on that and call that um, um, oh yeah uh, intentional grounding, uh, which often lands with a safety when you're in the end zone. But hey, Duck, you did a great job, man. You did what you can. Steelers now will be on the Ben Roethlisberger train, I am sure. As Big Ben did a great job a couple of weeks ago of reminding everyone that he is coming back. Uh, sure, of He's course you are. First. Of course you are. Yes, you're going to have to stop looking like a homeless guy there. That'll be a good start. But uh, Big Ben will be back. Uh, Hopefully they get a little bit healthier there. And I'm sure Mike Tomlin will be back. Uh, The big question mark surrounding that division, it's going to be Pittsburgh and Baltimore again, doing a whole lot of battle. Uh, But Cincinnati all of a sudden will become very interesting next year with uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, a healthier uh, offensive line, you know, don't forget a couple of number one draft picks got blown out early there got hurt early in the uh in the process, so Cincinnati is an interesting team. There were some questions about that coach and his future. Right. Would he get blown out? You brought in an offensive minded guy and now you've got a you got Joe Burrow coming there. What are you going to change it now? I ugh. yeah, but Joe we're mixing. Is I need that run defense to be not historically bad, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even with Joe Biden. They can bring it, though. Don't sleep on next year. <laughs> All right, so it is uh, without a doubt a new era in the uh, AFC here as the playoffs get ready to begin this, uh, this Saturday. I think the Ryan uh, Fitzmagic uh, beatdown of the New England Patriots as a, uh, I don't know, 17-point dog in Foxborough, a place they haven't won since 2008. That being the Dolphins, I uh, should tell you everything you need to know that this is not, and I repeat, not uh, just going to be another same old, same old uh, in the AFC for the uh, for the New England Patriots. And there was much made, uh, by the way, all week long, uh, reports coming out of Boston, how Belichick was screaming and and preaching the entire time that this Miami Dolphins game had to be treated like a playoff game. And that the Dolphins were a playoff team, period. And if you won this game, then, you know, Belichick, of all people, understands what it is to have that week off and to be able to prepare, certainly from a coaching standpoint, not having to play that extra game. Um, So he realized how big this was. And he did, uh, from all indications are, he spent a lot of time this week trying to warn these guys that um, they're coming in here ready to go, guys. Mm -hmm. Like, that we just can't sleepwalk. and. That's pretty much exactly what they did. So I, I'm not going to say again that it's it's over because you got to be in it to win it. But I do think for the first time in a very long time, um, there is a giant question mark in the AFC. And and while yes, uh, you know, Baltimore is the number one seed, uh, and Kansas City is the number two seed, there are some teams that uh, I think getting hot like a Tennessee, like Buffalo. There there are. There's some interestingness here in the AFC, something we have not had in a long time. It's usually just been one plus one equals Patriots name.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Remember, I've been starting to ride a different horse over the last few weeks and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. And their number for the uh, for the Super Bowl has gone down from plus 800 all the way down to plus 450. And I think um, that defense continues, but what we see now is the fact that as the 2 seed, it is Kansas City who gets a bye and will have somebody coming into Arrowhead, whether that is the New England Patriots or a team like the the winner of the Houston Buffalo game based on what Tennessee does in Foxborough on Saturday. But you're right. It's more, you know in the NBA how it's more wide open because we don't have the Golden State Warriors this year? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's kind of the same thing in the NFL without the Patriots as vintage Patriots. Now, they're still in the tournament, so Mm I'm not going to put dirt on their grave just yet, although I am close to being comfortable doing so. But it is going to be wide open. And I think, you know how we talk about the new decade, Joe, we are seeing the changing of the guard, and I've been saying it for months, this idea of Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Patty Mahomes, and to be quite honest, I may have to put Josh Allen as like a tier B right below that as terms of these guys who are going to make plays. It looks like the changing of the guard in the AFC, and I, for one, am excited to see it, and I continue, Joe. I think people are not giving the Chiefs their just.
2: Yeah, it's, well, I don't know. I don't know anybody that's going to sleep on the Chiefs in uh, in Foxborough here, and nobody's going to sleep on the Ravens either. It's going to be interesting to see who's left standing uh, come uh, Monday because uh, you've got a team that's that's hitting on all cylinders in Tennessee, uh, who has done a great job second half of the season to be able to get to where they are. Had to win this game finally, they did. Uh, and you got a Houston team that listen, you got kind of an extra week's worth of rest. Uh, because you didn't have to play anybody. So that actually worked in their favor. You know, question is, so did Buffalo. So Buffalo didn't have to, you know, for the first time in forever, Buffalo actually was able to go into week 17 without having to do this or having to win that. Like, they right. they kind of breathed a little easy. So kind of mindset for both of these two teams over the last, by the time they play this game, they will have had two weeks, really, to mentally prepare for this, get a little healthy, and be ready to go. So. This is going to be a I think it's going to be a fun game. I really do because of that secondary uh, of the uh, of the Houston Texans and John Brown's ability to stretch the field, that arm of uh, of his. Have we seen these two teams play before? I'm trying to remember if. I don't know if they have certainly not as currently constructed, but. Right. I think this is going to be an all out fun game to watch, man. I think uh, the Bills defense, can they contain Watson and can they exploit that secondary there? Can Josh Allen get the ball downfield, um, you know, with precision, which remains to be seen. Uh, But I do think that's going to be a fun game to watch. There could be there could be some points scored in that game sneakily. There could
0: be, however, Joe, remember this Buffalo defense has done it against everybody, Joe, has limited everybody Mm -hmm. to, you know, with the, I think the one exception was the Eagles one week, but um, they've limited everybody to like 20 or below, you know, and my, I really wonder, Joe, I wonder about the Houston Texans offensive line. Okay, that's what it's going to be for me. I know this Mm -hmm. Buffalo defense can bring it. Can the Texans offensive line keep Deshaun Watson relatively clean? If Mm. he is, I trust that he can find guys and make plays. But as we've seen, that offensive line can eviscerate a team's chances. Laramie Tunsil got to get healthy and ready. You know, that's going to be the key matchup for me. Can that Texans O-line hold up?
2: Yeah, and that's um that's been that's been like that all. It's been like that. Been like, it feels like that forever. Like another year, yeah. here we go. Another four o'clock game for Houston, and uh, sneakily though, you know, as a number five seed, uh, Buffalo, uh, you know, all of a sudden if they can get by Houston, you know, Buffalo sitting there as a five seed, and we already had that game, didn't we, with Baltimore it, and Buffalo? We did, right? And that was actually Baltimore a little bit too. Yeah, that was pretty good game. So it's interesting, the rematches that we might be in store for coming up here uh, with these playoff games. But I think Tennessee and Vrabel going into uh, Mm -hmm. going into New England is also another one of these. Who do you trust more at this point? And forgetting what, you know, if you had just seen these two teams over the last month here, Dane, without knowing the history of either. Right. Am I crazy to say that Tennessee would you'd be you'd be like Tennessee's gotta be what, a touchdown favorite in this one?
0: You would think so, right? Right. If everything if there were no names on the jerseys, no right. no prestige and resume with the name Bill Belichick, right? If I just look at what the Tennessee Titans have done with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, and I can't believe I'm saying this, right? But what is he like seven and one or something like crazy. that? They're averaging yep. twenty-eight points a game. Like, honestly. I can pencil in the damn Titans for four touchdowns. Yep. I don't know how this New England offense is gonna keep up. I honestly don't. I think this New England defense is gonna get punched in the mouth by Derrick Henry. Outside of what Kurt Schilling once called mystique and aura, mm-hmm. outside of that, on balance, I I don't see how New England gets it done. They're relying on trick plays, Joe. They've been yep. relying on trick plays for the better part of the last month. Unless Mohammed yep. Sanu and Julian Edelman throw a touchdown each, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm just afraid to say it out loud. You know what I mean? But it's all, it's all coming together. This could be the fall of Rome.
2: Yeah, it's... And it's interesting the the matchups, the teams there. You know who are the the who are the hot teams going in to yeah. the playoffs right now? Right, I, I would think that Tennessee. You, you'd have to consider Tennessee as uh, as a team that sure. has been rolling. Buffalo as a team that has been rolling. Certainly Philly. Baltimore, Philly. Uh, you know that's another big question: is Philly getting hot at the right time? Even with yeah. the injuries, is is Philly doing enough to go? Guys, we've seen this before. You know, you get to this particular point, you just got to get in it. The hot team, they continue to snowball and continue to do good things. Uh, You know, Seattle's going the wrong way here, guys. Seattle, uh, over the last month, not necessarily what I would consider to be world beaters here. So, uh, Philadelphia is a dark horse in the NFC, aren't they?
0: I'm hearing Deshaun Jackson may be back. Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. We don't know about Ertz, right? right? Um. Jordan Howard was back. Uh. No. Yesterday. We don't know about how serious the Miles Sanders ankle is. They could be getting people back at the right mm-hmm. time. Like I said, Carson Wentz throwing into that hole.
2: Right. I. It's. It's going to be very interesting. Week number one here, wild card uh, coming right. up, and. I'm sorry, man. I think there's a chink in the armor with the 49ers, too, guys. There's something to be concerned with with this team. We'll talk about that coming up on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Let's make it rain today. All right, so might be uh, time for you with four bowl games on tap here today to uh, get in the game. You can do so with a DraftKings Sportsbook account. All you got to do if you're listening or watching right now is get yourself a uh, deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks, And you just got to go to DraftKings and open yourself up a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make yourself a deposit and then place your first bet, DraftKings. They'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now the offer is eligible for all users and new users. You guys get ready. You'll get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks, but you got to go to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over New Jersey only eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. So then I want to ask you because, It's funny. We get to this time of year and we and we get so enamored with offenses and points and or lack of and and all of that good stuff. But I think it's safe to say that year after year, when we eventually get to the Super Bowl, we realize it's defenses that win Super Bowl championships. Like in the playoffs defenses is what wins out. And as good as the 49ers have been this year, and they have been good, and, and we have been supporters of their we're believers, but there is a chink in the armor. And much like some of the other teams we talked about, this defense is is getting really banged up, and they are not what they started out, uh, you know, with what was going on last night in the second half. You're talking about a Russell Wilson with a bunch of backups and scrubs. And while they were great in the first half, That second half was a totally different defense. They got gashed up and down the field there by Russell Wilson, number one. And number two, they've given up in the last four games this year, guys. They've given up 127 points. That is not what I would consider to be a defense that is peaking at the right time. And you had mentioned it. Buffalo, for instance, there, who... You know, hasn't gone uh, ever, I think, without without giving up more than 20 points. So right. when you rank the defenses heading into with the 12 teams remaining, I, I think there's a lot of fluff and there's a lot of hype around San Francisco. But the last four weeks, don't lie, guys, they've given up 127 points as a defense that was trying to win the number one seed. Um, there's some area of concern there. Now, their offense, yes, we know they're great at offense. But we also know, so were the Rams last year, defense wins championships. I'm not sure I'm convinced that the 49ers, with all those injuries, are there just yet. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Joe. You know, when we said it
0: in major league baseball how the home runs would disappear in the playoffs right mm-hmm. in the nba playoffs how all of a sudden it's not threes anymore like it gets becomes a little bit more of a half court game right and the same kind of thing here in the nfl playoffs what we expect we talk about all season long your run game and your defense travels right and this is not the same 49ers defense the fact that they have a bye will be very helpful what i'm i think a lot of these defenses joe You know how I always say style makes fight, you know, if they get a lead, let's say, then they get to put the hammer down. Right. But which defense can just bring it regardless of the game flow, regardless of where they're playing? I think that is a very interesting take because we've seen San Francisco be dominant, but we've seen them give up 40 points to a team like the Saints. Right. But outside of Buffalo. Yeah. Outside of Buffalo who Gabe Morency has a great defense over there. What defense, Joe, would you feel comfortable about against anybody? You know, like right. a lot of these defenses, we've talked, Joe, I've been on the Kansas City defense for a few weeks. You, We've been talking about team like the Packers defense, right? If mm-hmm. the, if Zedarius and Preston Smith get going, but then they didn't look like Jack against Detroit yesterday. So right. to me, it's that outside of Buffalo, I think all these other defenses are inconsistent and need the kind of game flow, need to be able to get up and pin their ears back. So we'll see. I believe it's going to be style makes fight for a lot of these defenses, although I do still think that San Francisco, if they get the week off with the bye and they get a little bit healthier, I do think they are uh, the best defense in the
2: NFC. Uh, You know, I've got to say there's a difference between full body of work and who is – who is rolling right now? Who is playing the best sure. defense right now? Sure. And the Eagles is by far playing some of the best defense right now in games that have to be had, have to be won. That defense is and, – and give Carson Wentz credit here, guys, but nobody is talking about that front and what they have been able to do, even with a banged-up secondary all year long, how they've really managed to come together on that side of the ball. Jim Schwartz and that defense – has also been a huge part over the last month of why it is they've been able to uh, to rally the troops without the weapons on offense and keep Carson Wentz in games long enough to be able to get the job done. So they're battle-tested. There's a ton of experience. Fletcher Cox in the middle, Graham yep. in the middle. That is, a, that is a big-time defense playing big time right now, heading into, uh, going into a Seattle game here that banged up offensive line it's not a good matchup for Seattle at all at this point you mentioned the bills the kansas city chiefs also by far playing some of the best defense that we have seen rolling in again body work not great but yeah, i it's like a hot goalie kansas, in the nhl right exactly you got to get out at the right it. time and those two teams right now, along with Buffalo has been the most consistent. and I would throw Baltimore in there too. Yeah, Uh, you know, Green Bay's defense hasn't yeah. been consistent. You can't trust them. and that I think is the big problem there. So yeah. I like those deep I think both I think Buffalo, Philadelphia, and Kansas City, currently as constructed, going into the playoffs are the three best current defenses going into uh, going into this weekend. and they shouldn't be overlooked, I don't think on any level.
0: Yeah, you know I've been a fan of this Kansas City defense and their development. I personally, Joe, I would put San Francisco in that category, and I would, I would leave the door open for Green Bay in that category as well because I have seen them, like you said, inconsistently in flashes be able to do the same thing, and some of that may be style-making fight or if they get up on it, and we'll see what the matchups are. For those teams, obviously, San Fran and Green Bay will not be playing this weekend. And we'll see who winds up coming to their house. Um, But, you know, for a team like New Orleans, let's say. Right. Being in the dome in their first game against the Minnesota team and then potentially having to go to Green Bay in January in the snow could be a little bit different for them as well. So I think the styles and the matchups will say a lot of this. But yes, Joe, I've been on Kansas City. We talk about Buffalo. I think you'd have to give Baltimore credit as well. And Philly is hot right now. Things are coming up roses for Philly and we'll see if they get healthier. Joe, at one point in the game. I don't know if you were watching the game. Brandon Graham got dinged up. He couldn't go into the blue tent, Joe, because mm. there was literally a line of people waiting yeah. to go into the blue tent. So they had to take him into the locker room. I've never heard that. It's ridiculous. So yep. if they lick their wounds and get healthy, yeah, I'm with you, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning to a lot of these underdogs this weekend. Yep. I think the Saints may be the only favorite I like this weekend coming up.
2: Yeah, there is um, there is going to be some interesting, uh, interesting matches and battles, certainly in, in the trenches right now for some teams mm. that seem to be at least on one side of the ball going the other way. And of course, having a having a great offense is 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 wonderful because it yes. but also it's a curse because it masks a lot of your deficiencies. uh uh-uh. Ask Mahomes sure. last year in, uh, in right. Kansas City. Um, it is, if that's all right. of a sudden you take a step Joke, and there's nothing guaranteed about offenses, yes. your defense isn't there. So that's why when yes. we say this time of year, defense, you got to pay attention to the defenses because they're the ones that are going to carry you in January. The defense yep. is, the offense may come or go, but what are you going to do if it's not there? Um, and who's got the best defense to rely upon? Which is why Buffalo's a sleeper in this uh, situation, which why Tennessee is also a sleeper in this situation here. So uh, there are some to me, Seattle. I think they'll be lucky to get past uh, Philadelphia. I really do. That defense has got some holes, man. Big time holes.
0: Listen, it's the same thing we talk about, Joe. Like, can I ever fully count Russell Wilson out? No, no, but I think it will be a challenge for them. You know, it's, it, things are going bad at the wrong time. And to your defensive point, Joe, I can't say this enough. You know, I've been on it. That's why I believe the fact that Kansas city has an mm. evolving and improving defense is so effing huge, Joe. Yep. I really believe this can this city defense is getting better at the right time. You add that to the video game they have on the other side. Oh, and yep. by the way, Joe, I'll tell you right now, it's not like Nicole Hardman can't w- run one back, you know, in a in a playoff game as well. And when I say defense, I mean the human joysticks they have on special teams as well.
2: I can't think of two defenses I trust the least, whether it be Houston or, or Seattle yep. right now. I think yep. those two are the biggest, weakest links in the – I just don't see a path for either with those two defenses as constructed. Now, they may get Watt back you know at least they're hoping for that or pushing that's that great. out like that might be an opportunity but even still i i just don't see those two defenses unless something crazy happens i also don't see Min- i don't trust minnesota's defense uh Fair i've enough. also watched them get progressively worse as the season went on so um you're better at home too joe we know that yeah know that's, that's a one kind of a one trick pony there and know I, that. Uh, yeah yep. i don't trust them You know, you've got to have that defense ready to rock and roll for all the faults of Jared Goff last year in the Rams. That defense was the reason why they ended up getting in there. And that defense, by the way, was the reason why they still had a chance to win that game last year. So uh, defense is going to matter. I only see a handful of teams that actually have one that I think can win a Super Bowl with it, Dean. Yep.
0: I agree with you. And, you know, it's interesting. You say Houston and Seattle. I think they're very similar coming into this playoffs, right? You mentioned the defense. And then on the other side, it's like, well, maybe Russell Wilson will pull a rabbit out of his hat. Maybe Deshaun Watson will pull a rabbit (laughs) out of his hat. But outside of that, hey, I don't know. And I don't trust those offensive lines to protect those men anymore either.
2: Yep. Uh, It's uh, it's a little bit wide open. Uh, I mean, there are some favorites that you'd give the edge to, but wide open this year which is interesting not uh, clear-cut favorites like we had last year so we'll dive into uh, some of these bowl games coming up take a look at that uh, national championship line as well. well do that next year on the grid SportsGrid.com. So, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that the uh, New York Jets ended up winning a game yesterday. In Buffalo. And if you had to watch any of that game, I am so sorry. uh My really my thoughts and condolences to that. Uh, got to a silver to, lining
0: for you on that one, Joe. Yeah,
2: there's no, not if you were stuck watching it. No silver lining, oh, I got it was a silver awful. lining
0: for you, Joe. Yeah,
2: uh, pretty much awful. A uh, lot like watching paint dry that game there and uh missed field goals and some field goals and turnovers. But listen, the truth is the Jets finished the season now. Uh, second half, going six and two, they win. They ended up with somehow seven wins, which is pretty much what uh, the number was there to start the season, and they managed to pull it off. So say we can say what we want about Adam Gase and how terrible yeah. uh, you know he is, and I'm still not uh, you know I i long been sold on Adam Gase a long time ago. Uh, he will eventually self implode. But maybe the thing that they can roll into the offseason is knowing that hey, they uh, they stuck together. This team uh, he did uh, progress a little bit there. Uh, Sam Donald, maybe if he doesn't get mono next year, this is a team that I think next year has to win at least nine games. Otherwise, if they go backwards, let us not forget Woody's back after next year. Once his uh, once his into is. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's finished over, and the we'll ambassadorship it November, is over next week. <laughs> he will be back, and I can assure you, when Woody gets back, um, there better be some. There better be at least nine wins on the board next year, or heads will roll. Uh, I can I can assure you of that. So, Adam Gase, congratulations, seven wins. You did it. You held the team together. So now, what happens moving forward? Going to be interesting to see the draft where they sit at yeah. number eleven. And what kind of moves do you – all of these guys we heard you were going to trade. Uh, all let right, right, let's, let's see what kind of moves they're going to make moving forward.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Right now, I'll tell you the Jets better wind up with, like, two offensive linemen and an edge rusher with their first three picks of the draft. It didn't work out too bad last time they went O-line heavy with DeBrickishaw right. Ferguson and Nick Mangold as their two ones. But you're right, yep. Joe. The narrative is going to be like, hey, they went 7-9 and nine and their quarterback had mono, and even though he missed a couple of games, there were other games probably getting back into it. Their prize like, culture linebacker played, what, two games all season? Avery mm-hmm. Williamson, another big-time linebacker, got hurt in that preseason game so there's a narrative to see that the arrows pointing up here's what i wanted to tell you about a silver lining though joe and it's for you and me okay because what a lot of people don't realize is we now know the 2020 schedule or at least the opponents because you know what division you play and you know Mm -hmm. who else you play and the jets will have a third place schedule being third in the uh, AFC East. And so, Mm -hmm. Joe, that means they play the third-place team in the AFC West, AFC North, and AFC South. And that is the Cleveland Browns in the north. I like that one. The Indianapolis Colts in the south. And, Joe, Mm -hmm. we may get a road tilt against the Las Vegas Raiders. So, Joe, Mm -hmm. how about we plan a trip maybe next November, you and me, make it rain remote, out there in Vegas, I'm excited that I think they'll uh, the schedule makers will make that a road game for New York. And uh, I like the idea of maybe being able to see that new stadium in Vegas. How about we book a trip, Joe?
2: Yeah, depends on who they draft, uh, because I will not go there and be <laughs> aggravated whatsoever. Uh, watching Adam Gase just fumble all over himself. Two offensive
0: linemen and an edge rusher. What do you say, they, Joe?
2: Let's do they it. They better. Uh, it better happen, man. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing, Joe Douglas. I don't know what any of you are doing, but I do think the clock is ticking. So it'll be interesting to see. And don't forget, they will have some, at least some of those pieces on defense. Greg Williams hoped oh, yeah. he'd have. Uh, he should be able to have back, but uh, the trading is going to be very interesting on who they, uh, who they make available here for the jets. I think is going to be fun. Keep left. I got to tell you, I'm also more concerned for Colts. I mean, you mentioned third place team, but yeah, this is going to be a very interesting off season for them because it, it, to me, it was a very sobering end to the season getting boat raced there by the uh one, the dumpster fire of all dumpster fires the Jacksonville Jaguars they also don't forget they uh they had a league high 98 almost 99 million in cap space uh they'll have rolling into 2020 here guys they can spend. so what are you going to do? Um, Brissette had one of the weirdest years I've, I think I've ever seen. He was not expected to be the starter, thrust into the starter spot, gets an extension. He really wasn't healthy for the second half of the season. I don't know how much that knee, ever since the Pittsburgh game, he was not the same. Um, but he's due to make $15 million in cash next season. That much I know. And maybe, just maybe, what if Nick Foles becomes available? Uh, Or Teddy Bridgewater becomes available or Cam Newton or really Philip Rivers going indoors here at this point in his career. So they do have options and they have money. What do they do with it? I can't wait to see what they do with it because they have no real weapons outside of T.Y. who obviously couldn't stay healthy. Are you going to address the quarterback spot? Because this would be the year to do it, I think, Dan, given what the free agency market is going to provide. It would be.
0: They got to look themselves in the mirror first. There's a ton of teams here, Joe. You know, Mm -hmm. you put Brissett. I kind of put him in the same level as, you know, Las Vegas. There's rumors about Carr, right? You talk about Tannehill. We talk about Jameis, who, by the way, went 30 and 30 in a way that you don't want to talk about usually. But this merry-go-round, Joe, I got like 11 quarterbacks. Honestly, where we could play the game, like, will they be there next season? And Joe, here's the dirty little secret. Tom Brady doesn't have a contract next year either, Joe. Yeah. And yep, if yep. it's the fall of Rome, what will a coach do there? You know, I mean, it's different flavors, right? Do you want a guy like a Cam or a Dalton? Do you want a end-of-career guy like a Rivers? Do you want a guy that's maybe like a change of scenery like a car or a teddy? Then there's mm. three or four options in the draft, you know? It's going to be very, very interesting. The Colts are one of those teams – that, you know, how much of an impact was it that Brissette got hurt? How much of an impact was it that you missed guys like T.Y. Hilton and Ebron and, you know, some of the other wide receivers? Do they realize that they have a ways to go? Or, like you're saying with some of these other teams that, not nah, like the Jets, do they have an excuse and a narrative to just take a shot, you know, in a similar way? Both the Jets and the Colts finished with seven wins. Do they think they have issues? Or do they think, ah, let's just take another crack at it? It's going to be very, very interesting. I think Brissett, you know, they they did sign him to a deal, Joe, but it's not like a deal they can't get out of if they want to. Well,
2: they're going to have to uh, get off the pot though, rather quickly. They do have more money than anybody this year to be able to spend. So if you're going to do it and you're going to make the change, this would be the year to do it. And you, you know, don't discount Eli too. Uh, what what happens to him? Does he want to be a starter? Does he not? Uh, does he come back to New York? Uh, this, There yeah, are I some my, teams my that. 11 names. It's, here, Joe. it's ridiculous. And they still like, have draft picks, too, which is what cracks me up with Indy. I mean, they are the most yeah. cash and, and draft rich that we have seen in a long time. And I, I like what the organization has done. That offensive line is still going to be top I'm five in the NFL. But they're going to have to do something with that. That damn uh, defense, too. They, they've they got to get somebody outside of Darius Leonard uh, to be able to, you know, make a tackle and, you know, try intercept. Darius Leonard, when your linebacker has the most interceptions on the team, that's a problem. That's pretty much a problem. And that's exactly what that defense was. It was a one-man show. And even he couldn't stay healthy for most of the year. Uh, too good a team. Too much talent on that team to be a mere seven-win team. And then, of course, another thing the Jets better do. You got that many quarterbacks out available. Get a backup. backup. Will you please? Absolutely. And get a kicker. Get a kicker. Sure. Get
0: get a kicker. i see that. I think the Colts are a team where, you know, like you said, they have money. Remember, there's guys, there's like a Jadavion Clowney could be out there, right? That would be a huge piece to add to a team like that. They get yep. some of these guys back. I don't know that guys like, you know, you're not going to be sexy and excited about like getting Devin Funches back, for example, no, Right. but that right. will have some impact, and then they can spend money. I do like what Ballard's done. Maybe they find some, you know, good draft pieces. They found Darius Leonard. They found Mm -hmm. Quentin Nelson. You know, so I do have faith in Reich and Ballard to do things the right way more than some of these other teams, Joe. So with the money, and then if they make that decision at quarterback, um, whether it's Brissett, a healthy brissett, because remember Frank Reich likes him, Joe. Yeah. Frank Reich thinks that's his guy. Okay. And they're not that far away. So it'd be interesting to see what direction they go. A lot of these teams have to look themselves in the mirror, Joe, and they will. In the a lot next of uh,
2: in talk, conference. too, here this morning about um, they plan on bringing Fitzpatrick back here to Miami.
0: Yo, so
2: I, listen, with absolutely. Sitting number five in the draft. Now, of course, they've got a million draft picks over the next couple of years, so they have some options. But, listen, if Tua falls to him, maybe you're going to have to have a bridge here one way or the other. I, uh everything so they, yeah, whatever it is, Peter. bringing back Fitzpatrick makes Absolutely. probably the most sense for my And he loves it here. He had so much Absolutely. fun. It's, I could see him staying put here in Miami. And uh, then the question becomes, what happens to the dude behind him right now? Who, yeah. I, I don't know what to make of him anymore, man. I really don't. Where does he land? I, I'm sure he lands somewhere. But... I, Talk about a guy that needs to be in the right place at the right time. Who has not thus far? And what is he? Twenty-three years old. I mean, he's still got—he's still got a ton of time. But he's got to get to a place that's willing to see what they have. You know, maybe the Raiders or something along. You know, Gruden loved him. Gruden loved Josh Rosen. You
3: know, and then
2: what's Gruden gonna do? What is Gruden gonna do at quarterback? I can't wait to see this. I can't wait. You know, because mm-hmm. I bet you one thing he'd love Fitzpatrick. He would sure. love,
0: sure. love him. But there's there's so many options, Joe. There's so many options for a team like the Raiders. Do you want to take one of these established guys and draft a kid? Do you want to have two of these guys battle it out together and see yep. how the dust settles? But you're right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a key cog to mm-hmm. any team that's bringing in a kid. I'm going to say something for the first time, Joe. Might be controversial, but I think you may be on this because I know you're not a huge development of uh, Burrow and how it translates. I think Justin Herbert is a better pro quarterback than Joe Burrow. Uh,
2: Listen, you're not alone. Yep. You're not alone.
0: And the Dolphins have the the assets, right?
2: I'm Mm -hmm. telling
0: you right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick might get on the horn to a kid like Justin Herbert and be like, hey. I'm your new mentor, brother, man. Yep. I, I really could see Herbert having a better NFL career than Burrow, and this could turn out, you know, roses for a team like the Miami Dolphins.
2: Either and at I five think too, or to uh,
0: go up to two or three.
2: You get, the, you get this kid wins a second national championship here at Clemson. I can assure you there are going to be people who will pass up the opportunity to uh, grab That's a— sure. uh, a quarterback this year, and you know tanking for Tua, two years yet. They'll be they'll be doing, they'll be tanking for Trevor Lawrence. I can promise you that, man. Let me ask you this, uh, Joe: If Trevor Lawrence <laughs> wins this game, why should
0: he even go back to school?
2: Yeah, I listen. It's a fair question, you know, especially seeing how he was laid out on the ground there in the okay. uh, middle of the second quarter of that game. So it's a, if you're, a it's Trevor a fair Lawrence, question. You go yep. undefeated in two years. You know you're the number
0: one pick the following year. Don't you just go yep. to, like, IMG Academy for 12 months, and that's it?
2: Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, who needs a quarterback in the top five? Miami sits at five. Cincinnati's yep. going borough. Washington's got yep. their guy. Detroit's got Stafford. I doubt they would waste the that's three pick on,
3: on his replacement. Joe.
2: That's interesting. They need so much help across the board. The Giants are going to stick with Daniel Jones. So Miami really is going to have the second shot at a quarterback unless somebody offers the world to move up. up. Someone's going to trade up to hop Miami. Whoever likes the kid,
0: whether it's Herbert or Tua or whatever, another quarterback needy team will look to hop Miami and trade with Washington or someone else. They're going to want the world, though. Like, how
2: sold are you on any of these quarterbacks? How sold are you on any of them? I like Herbert. I think Herbert's the best of the class. I don't mind a kid from Washington, too. We'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. We'll start talking some quarterback futures here, but... Four bowl games today, too, beginning at 1230. The Surf Pro First Responders Bowl in Dallas there. Uh, Washington, I'm sorry, Western Kentucky taking on Western Michigan. Uh, Illinois Cal will be the uh, Red Box Bowl. That'll be at 4 o'clock. Also 4 o'clock, Mississippi State, Louisville in the Franklin American Mortgage City Bowl. And then it'll culminate tonight uh, down in my neck of the woods here as the Orange Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl. Uh, We'll have the Gators taking on the Cavaliers. Virginia taking on Florida. Virginia, uh, 14-point underdogs in here, and that's probably not enough points for that game. Uh, But we did take a look at the upcoming draft order. That was solidified, and it's so funny because Miami, it was that whole tank thing all year. Where they started and where they ended is just remarkable. But they kind of sit pretty there at number five, given what we know about, let's face it, Joe Burrow, uh, the kid from Oregon, right, and Tua, who, Tua. by the way, is not going to be able to play next year. We already know this. So if you're going to take Tua, you need to have a bridge one way or the other. And some people have him on some of these mock drafts. They have him going down in the teens. So uh, it's interesting. But Cincinnati and Washington, I think we can take Burrow and Chase Young, especially if Rivera's going to Washington defense. Sure. They're going to sure. take Chase Young. They're going to take him. So then you have Detroit and the Giants who neither need a quarterback. And Miami sits there at five. So even if Herbert, you like you say, maybe somebody moves up to grab Herbert or even Tua, yeah. there ain't going to be two teams willing to move up, right? I mean, so yeah, Miami's you never know. right where they want to be. Yep, it could wind up good for them. And think of the
0: assets they got for trading Fitzpatrick, trading Tunsil, trading Stills. Right. Somebody's right. going to go up, though. The Eagles went up to get Wentz. The Rams went up to get Goff. Even the Bears go up to get Trubisky. You know, teams trade up a bunch. And so there's going to be a lot of action and inquiries to Detroit and the Giants, in my opinion. I think those two teams will be the gatekeepers of the 2020 draft.
2: There are way more, I think, sure things defensively and skill position wise this year than the actual quarterback position. Because even like you said, I'm not convinced Burrow's going to translate into a NFL quarterback. I'm not. I think Chase Either. Young, day one, is going to have an impact on the defense, and I think there's more like of those Thomas, guys. The alignment, that might be a safer back. Yep, exactly it. All right, morning after's next. Dana and I will have uh, all the breakdowns and get you ready for the week ahead tomorrow on Make It Rain. Good luck to you here, guys. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.